Merry, Merry Christmas, and welcome to the Gathering Church's online Christmas Eve experience. When we began this year, I never imagined we would be finishing it the way that we are. I wonder how many times our plans have changed this year. It's painful to think back on. Back in March, we thought we would be putting everything on hold for just a couple weeks while we gave the experts time to figure this thing out. But now here we are in December, and instead of gathering together in person to worship at Christmas, we're in our homes with only a few gathered together. This year's been one change, one loss after another. And there's been darkness in our world this year like never before. Tonight's message is titled, Finding Jesus in the Dark. Because that's what this year has felt like, stumbling around in the dark. It feels like darkness is everywhere. Addictions are on the rise, but our most used tool to battle addiction is community and support groups, which have been forced online. Depression is on the rise, and it's made worse by the consistent isolation. There's injustice and corruption and sickness everywhere we turn. Some of us live in fear of losing people we love or even our own lives to a virus we don't understand. Some of us live in anxiety and anger and frustration as we question everything we are being told about this virus. All of us are unsettled, preparing to enter into another year of uncertainty and grim expectation. If we're being honest, it's been a struggle to stay in a holly jolly Christmas spirit this year, hasn't it? Many of us have found ways to have peace and joy and even rest this year, but the fact remains that the overall circumstances of our world have been dark. So maybe now more than ever, you need Jesus to enter the story. And the good news for you tonight is that Jesus is no stranger to entering the story during a moment of crisis. Let's take a moment to examine the world he entered into. In 586 BC, Babylon conquered Israel and Judah and destroyed the city walls and the first temple. Most Jews were exiled from the city. It was unlike anything the people of God had experienced since leaving captivity in Egypt. In 539 BC, Persia conquered Babylon and the Jews returned home, but they're now living in an occupied country. In 332 BC, Alexander the Great conquered Jerusalem for Greece. And so the leadership changed hands, but all of the people of God were still living under imperial rule. In 63 BC, General Pompey of Rome conquers Jerusalem, and in 37 BC, he makes Herod the Great a puppet king of Rome. Herod was brutal and ruthless. Eventually, he was labeled a mad king as he had hundreds of children slaughtered out of fear of the Messiah prophecies. And just a couple decades later, Jesus is born. Jesus is born into a world that has been in conflict and darkness for hundreds of years. The Roman Empire had only recently transitioned from republic to empire, and the whole world was anxiously awaiting what that would mean for them. Meanwhile, Judea was essentially a third world colony under occupation and heavy taxation. The Jewish people had not heard from God directly in over 400 years. It was the longest period of silence since their time in Egypt. They'd been waiting for a Messiah to save them all from, from, from all of this for hundreds of years and their faith was beginning to fade. Since the time of the prophets and fresh words from God had stopped, 
The Pharisees rose to power as the main religious leaders. And they were obsessed with protecting and enforcing Jewish law. All of the faith people had available to them at that time was works-based faith. It was a dark, dark moment in history. Darkness was everywhere. And yet here we are again, living in a dark moment in history. Darkness is in our world everywhere we turn. And that can be scary. The world was full of darkness in the time that Jesus entered the story. And it was the perfect time for him to enter the story because he is light. John says it this way in 1 John 1.5. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. I know there's been a lot of darkness this year, but this Christmas Eve, I want to help you understand that wherever there is Jesus, there is light. The Christmas story is the story of light coming into the darkness. John writes it like this in his telling of the birth of Jesus. He says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through Him all things were made, and without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. And he says, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. See, I know it can feel like the darkness is overcoming everything sometimes. Holidays often serve as a reminder of the things that we have lost. If you've lost loved ones this year, it's always around Christmas that it really sets in. And as you look at the empty seats in the room right now, you may be getting a feeling of emptiness and pain. And as a whole, this year, we've lost so much. Small things, large things. Maybe today as we approach Christmas, all of that's come rushing back to you. But there is hope. Tonight, as we look towards all of that, all that tomorrow means and represents, hope is at the very center of it. Because when God looked into the infinite darkness in the very beginning, He uttered words that would change everything forever. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, He says, Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good and He separated the light from the darkness and he is still separating light from the darkness and his words alone still have the power to move us from darkness to light have you ever been in darkness real darkness not metaphorically but physically maybe you've tried to get ready without waking your spouse up early in the morning and you end up just making a whole bunch of noise anyways or maybe you've gone to search for something in your garage and then the motion lights go off or maybe you're hiking in the woods and the sun sets sooner than you expected to and now you're just in the dark. In those moments, a light, even a small one, can be such a relief. It changes everything. It takes us from a moment of fear to a moment of confidence. It shows us the way forward and helps us discover whatever it is we need in that moment. But you know what a light doesn't always do? It doesn't change your circumstances. It just gives you the ability to see them. 
and the confidence to move through them. It doesn't change the path in the woods. It just allows you to see the best way forward. I love how much Jesus refers to himself and others refer to him as light because this is the way it is with Jesus as well. Let's look at this Christmas story in Luke together for a moment. It says, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch by their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, In the town of David, a Savior has been born unto you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom His favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they'd heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. I grew up in the tradition of reading this story as a family on Christmas Eve. Maybe you have too. All my life, I've heard this narrative over and over and in many different ways, and it brings me comfort and peace no matter the season. And here's, here's what I want you to see in this story today. It's these shepherds. I've always felt the shepherds are a surrogate for me in the story. Because they were unworthy spectators who got to see the light of the world in a very dark night. In the beginning of the story, they were shepherds in a field. They had a low place in society. They were outcasts, not even allowed to worship in the temple without a cleansing ceremony first. They were poor and had all kinds of troubles not recorded here. Some of these men may have felt like there wasn't much to be joyous about that night. Some of them may have felt pretty hopeless with the world being in the state that it was. But then the night turned bright as day and they encountered Jesus. And look at what the story says happened after that. Verse 20, it says the shepherds returned. Have you thought about that before? They went right back into the same field where they were before, to the same place in society, to the same economy. They were just as poor and just as dirty and still couldn't even worship in the temple. Nothing about their circumstances had changed. But something had changed. It says they were glorifying and praising God for the things they had seen and heard. They changed. Ephesians 5, 8. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. When you encounter Jesus, the darkness around you doesn't disappear. The darkness inside of you does. Now you have that light. Colossians 1.13 says, He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son. We've been delivered from the darkness in this world. And now instead of being subject to the darkness all around us, 
We belong to the kingdom of Jesus, the kingdom of light. It says in 1 Thessalonians 5.5, you are all children of the light, children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. Are you with me? Christmas and this story is a reminder now more than ever that no matter what is going on in the world around us, we do not belong to this darkness. We are a children of the light. Light and hope and joy and peace live inside of us because of Jesus. As you go out from this night, remember that the call on our lives, if we follow Jesus, is that the darkness of this world doesn't darken us. Instead, the light that is in us shines a light into the darkness of this world. Because of Christmas, there is a light in the darkest days, and it lives inside of us. Isaiah 9-2, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light, and those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them a light has shined. Just like those shepherds, our circumstances haven't changed. We still live in a world that is full of darkness. Jesus said this, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And John said, the light shines in the darkness and darkness has not overcome it. I don't know what 2020 has been like for you. What kind of circumstances you've had to face. What kind of darkness you've had to face. I don't know what circumstances you came into Christmas Eve with. I do know that they'll be the same tomorrow. But what goes on inside of you doesn't have to be the same. I don't know what 2021 holds in store for us. I hope it's better. But no matter what happens, I know that in me, there will be hope and peace and joy and light for every moment of darkness because of what happened in that little town of Bethlehem all those years ago. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. And it gives light to all those in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Church, my prayer for us this Christmas Eve is that we would be the light that our city needs in this season of darkness. If you're watching with us today and you're still in that overwhelming darkness, fumbling around, unaware of how to get through it, let me offer you the light that was offered to me. Because that baby born all those years ago would grow up and make himself a sacrifice for all the wrongs that you and I have ever done so that we could be in relationship with him and be bearers of that light he brings. All you have to do to walk from darkness to light is say yes to him. If you're ready to make that decision here tonight on this Christmas, I can think of no better time to have light enter into your life than on Christmas Eve. And if you're ready to make that decision here 
You need to know that there's no qualifiers. There's no, there's no checklist. You don't have to get everything right first. In fact, you're not expected to. God knows that there's darkness inside of you and He is the only source of light. So He has freedom in mind for you and purpose in mind for you and change in mind for you. But He is the source of all of that. And so the very first step is to say yes to Him. And if you're here and you're ready to make that decision wherever you are, in your living room, in front of a beautiful lighted Christmas tree, or in your car driving somewhere, wherever you are, would you just say this prayer with me? Heavenly Father, I give myself to you. Forgive me for trying to do this on my own, Lord. Forgive me for all my mistakes, every sin. Forgive me. Thank you for making a way for me. I believe that you have made a way for me. And so I commit myself to you. I give all that I am to you from this moment forward. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. If you just made that decision, I want you to know that he gave you a great gift for what happens next. And that's the local church. You don't have to do all these next parts alone because he reminded us that we will have trouble in this world, that, that there's still darkness all around us. And sometimes it takes more than just my light. We need the light that's in me and the light that's in my brothers and my sisters as well to come together. That's the beauty of the church. And so if you made that decision tonight, I would love for you to fill out a Connect card. You can fill out a Connect card online and one of our team members will reach out to you and give you some next steps to help you enter into this relationship with Jesus the right way. There's other ways to respond. You can let us know how to pray for you on that Connect card. And we also respond through giving. We believe that giving is worship. And you can give online as well. Let me pray for us one more time tonight as we go back into worship. Heavenly Father, we thank you that no matter what happens in the world around us, no matter how dark it gets, God, no matter how difficult it is, that we have hope and we have peace and we have joy in you, that your light helps us to see the way forward. And so tonight on this special night, we worship you. We give you all of our praise and every ounce of our worship because you alone are worthy. You are our source of hope. You are our source of joy, our source of peace in this and every season. In Jesus' name, amen.